Hey everyone, it's Rob with Four Songs coming at you with another episode. Actually, this is a version of Four Songs Singles, which has been a while since I've done that. If you recall, Four Songs Singles is when I bring a band back to talk about a new song they've got coming out. But this time we're going to break some rules. We're going to break down the walls, actually. And in fact, that's the name of the song we're going to talk about. Break Down the Walls. It's this fantastic, just pop gem of a tune by UK-based singer-songwriter slash DJ slash designer Emma Noble. Emma is a key player in London's burgeoning soul scene, and you know, if you're like me, of course, you're familiar with the classic soul music from the 60s and 70s. You know, my wife and I listen to Soul Town on Sirius XM when we take road trips, and my Spotify has its daily mixes with Aretha and the Marvelettes and the Velvelettes, Gladys Knight and, and whatnot, but certainly nothing particularly new coming out on my Spotify that would be considered soul music. So it was a bit of a surprise one afternoon when I, maybe it was a new release Friday or daily mix when Emma Noble's song Break Down the Walls came out and man, I had to do a double take. It stopped me in my tracks and to think, when was the song released? It's the kind of song that you hear it and you think, man, this could have come out in the 40 or 50 years ago or just last week. It's that kind of song. It has a classic feel with a modern flair. So I did some research, and it turns out Emma is a fairly new artist on the scene. Her first single came out in 2020, right when the pandemic hit, and we talk about that a little bit in this episode. Uh, Emma and I spoke from her apartment in London via Zoom, and she talks about how she got started. And, you know, Emma is just unfailingly humble. I mean, she talks about how basically her music career started on just kind of a happy accident. It's not like it was something that she thought she'd do or wanted to do from day one. It just sort of, as she says, it just sort of started and just sort of happened. The thing is, though, you don't just happen into this industry. You've got to work incredibly hard and you've got to be incredibly talented. And thankfully, Emma is both. She works hard and she has an amazing voice and a knack for turning a phrase and for melodies. And I mean, obviously, I'm kind of gushing on and on here. But when you hear Break the Walls, it'll be in your head for three weeks and or longer because it's just a fantastic pop gem. I mean, it's just, anyway, you'll hear us talk about it. The thing is, I was trying to figure out what was it about this song in particular? Because like I said, I, I don't think I have a, a deep knowledge or as much as I should for soul music. I mean, of course, I, I, I enjoy it. Like I said, it's something we listen to on road trips. It's not a big part of my collection, if I even have a collection. But, you know, it kind of dawned on me the other day, getting ready for this interview, that it's the kind of music that, you know, I think back to my dad and when he was growing up and he had a pretty good record collection in the 60s and 70s, a lot of Cool in the Gang, a lot of Earth, Wind and Fire and the Commodores. And, you know, we listened to this a lot when I was a very young kid, talking late 70s there when my dad would play his records. And I just remember that that sound and it, it didn't necessarily affects me then because I was very young, but it must have stayed with me because when you hear Emma's music and you hear Break Down the Walls, you can hear that. You can hear that disco, you can hear that funk, that soul, but there's something modern to it now. So I think you've heard me gush long enough. I'm very pleased and honored to welcome Emma Noble to Four Song Singles and Emma, take it away. Thank you, Emma, for joining me for this edition of Four Songs. It's great to meet you. Yeah, lovely to meet you too. And thanks for having me. Of course. So first question is, so I, I started this podcast almost three years ago as COVID was taking over. And it seemed to me that around the same time that you were just kind of starting out as a solo artist. So what have the last couple of years been like for you as we kind of we had locked down and now we're kind of sort of back? 
Yeah, it well, it was strange because we obviously I debuted as a solo artist in lockdown of summer 2020. And obviously we went into this project with these big ideas of, you know, when we release the songs, we do lots of like, you know, have release parties and probably maybe do some gigs and, you know, photo shoots and video shoots and things like that. And then obviously lockdown happened and everything that we had planned just had to get scrapped. And then we sat with it for a while thinking, do we go ahead and just release it or do we wait until we can do all the stuff that we normally would do? And I think in the end, we just said, let's just release it because in a strange way, you know, lockdown prevented us from doing things, but at the same time, everyone had nothing better to do than just be sat at home listening and watching. And so you had people's attention. So in a way it might've been a good time to release it as well, you know, because people had the time to to stop and, and, and have a listen. So I think, yeah, it was, it was odd, but I think, you know, we found a way to make it work like everyone had to do, really. Well, so we're here to talk about your latest single, the incredibly catchy uh, Break Down the Walls, which I just loved when I first heard it. I mean, just a, I feel like it's a time-bending, genre-busting gem of a tune. And But before that, like you said, you've been releasing a couple songs starting in 2020. So before we get to Break Down the Walls, I'd just like to talk a bit about your journey so far and obviously you're you're based in London right based in London yeah yeah and but before you started doing music or releasing your own music you were you were doing DJing and you're part of a couple collaborations can you talk a little bit about just what kind of late what led you to kind of going from the background of the DJ to now fronting your own band I mean I've always kind of been involved in in some little musical projects I was always just been into music and I started kind of teaching myself guitar at like kind of 16 17 years up 17 years old and then I guess it was there that I started getting a little bit of a bug for like playing and singing. And then when I moved to London, I started just doing like this little three piece band where we would just go go around in pubs and clubs in, in London and just do covers of songs. And that really enjoyed that. And then I met um, my friend, Nick Corbin, who was at the time front in the band New Street Adventure. He came and saw me sung and then invited me to be, one of his backing singers. So that was my first kind of taste of being involved in a band that was a bit more established and doing your own material as well. And off the back of that, then I started kind of doing a little bit of writing with Lack of Afro. And that was my first taste of trying to write my own music and my own, like you know, melodies, lyrics, top line and all stuff like that. And then alongside that, I was always doing the DJing stuff, which was kind of that was started by it was a bit of a happy accident, really. Me and my um, DJ partner, Sophie Heath, we go by the name of Noble and Heath. We met at university and we both had very similar taste in music. And so we just kind of started, you know, when we moved to London as students, just started going out in London, going on to all these fantastic, you know, nights, music nights, live music, soul music we really immersed ourselves into the London soul scene. And then it was on the DJ circuit that I met Frederick Akanda, who is the owner or one of the co-owners of Cosmos Music. I'd been DJing with him. And then he saw that I also do a little bit of my own music and then just got in touch and said, just seeing you do your own music as well as DJing, I'd love to hear if you've got any ideas, any other ideas like in the bank, which I did. I had some very dodgy, rough demos of some song ideas which I sent him um, and I think luckily he could hear probably what he what I imagined it want I wanted it to be really and so he 
then I, he basically t- challenged me. We said, go away and finish these songs, make them into better demos, and then come back and see me, which I did. And then he offered me a record, signed me to his record label, and then offered to release my first EP with them. So it was meeting him on the DJ circuit, which then enabled me to then start releasing my own music, really. So I'm always very thankful for that. So, yeah, with, with, without the DJing, I don't know if the music would have happened. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so just going back in, you say you love music from as long as you can remember. And obviously the the sound of, 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 of these, the songs I've heard from you, not just Break Down the Walls, but even the earlier stuff, you tend to wear your influences on your sleeve, which I, which I love. Uh, and just wondering, if, just going back, like what drove you to this, to music to begin with? Like what was, I mean, soul, obviously, and there's, I hear a disc, I hear some Blondie, and there's just a lot going on in your music. But what was there like a song you heard when you're growing up that just said, okay, this is what I want to do? No, not really. Like I say, like everything, anything musically that's ha- that I'm involved with has just organically happened. I never, as a young girl, kind of thought I want to be a DJ or I want to be a singer-songwriter. It's just kind of, I've just found myself, ended up doing it. But then as I started getting a little bit older, I really noticed that I just loved soul music. Like, that's just what speaks to me and like really hits the spot for me. So I think, especially moving to London and delve myself into the soul scene here, just my love and passion for it has just grown and grown and grown. And I think, you know, like with any music, you primarily, most people are always just scratching the surface of what there is. And then once you start really actually digging, you realise there's such a wealth of other music out there that just people don't know about. And I find that really exciting, that like digging and finding new stuff of an artist that perhaps no one's heard of before. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I've always loved music and I think, the the DJing side has then forced me to dig further and further and further, which then makes you um I mean it's a bug, isn't it? Once you start, you can't yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. But also thing I wanted to ask about was the the the, the scene in London right now, because you know it is I mean the internet has done a lot of good but a lot of bad for the industry and it can be really hard to to find new music that sticks out and that, that stays with you. So I'm just wondering like it, the scene in London like and this is going to sound like a dumb question, but just how how big and how booming is it for those of us who just aren't there or just don't know much about it? I mean, yeah, the London music scene is always booming. Like there's, you know, so much incredible talent coming out of London. And soul scene wise, I think that it's growing, actually. You know, there was for for it seems like there's a few artists that have come out that have kind of paving the way for soul music to be heard a little bit more, I think, on mainstream platforms, you know, bands like. Well, Duran Jones and the Indications, obviously, from America, the Monophonics, Gabriel's, um, Black Pumas, and bands like that, I think they're getting mainstream radio play, which then, I think, reminds people that there is a calling for soul music and people do want, if if they're given the opportunity for it to be heard, people love it. Yeah, so I think that's encouraging more people in, in London to be, sticking with their soul roots and and continue writing soul music I think and you know just in our little circle of mates in London I know so many talented musicians and singer-songwriters that are working in the soul kind of genre and they're amazing but yeah it's just it's just giving being being given a platform for it all to be heard isn't it there's like a lot of north there's a lot of like soul nights northern soul nights that are happening here and there's people like Deptford Northern Soul Club that are two lads that have started doing 
and uh, kind of strictly Northern Soul night, but it's all young people that go to it. So it's, you know, a lot of people associate Northern Soul with old, lots of older people that are quite like set in their ways. It's all a bit stiff, but then these lads have come through and, and, and introducing it to a completely young and new generation I think that's really exciting to see and I just think hats off to them for achieving that because it's a really hard thing to do yeah well, I think you'll be a big part of that because I mean break down the walls like the first time I heard it I had to I look it up like this sounds like it could have been 40 years ago or just yesterday oh, that's <laughs> good to hear. Oh, there's thanks. Just something there's a freshness to it but I just feel like it just blew me away I mean just oh. that opening that I think the bass line and the drum beat just that beginning yeah. And so how did this all come together for you? So you said you wrote, I think you're working with the Nick Corbin, who's your yeah. guitar and bass. So how did this one come together? So Nick, yeah, like I said, Nick Corbin's a very good friend of mine. And I met, like, met him through the music scenes where I used to be a back and vocalist in his band. And then as time's gone on, we've, you know, since I've been, went out by myself as a solo artist, we found that Nick and I actually work really well together when it comes to writing, because we've both got a very similar ear and taste in music we both respect each other's opinions and we can be sitting on a song and working on a song, be sending it back and forth for quite some time to tweaking it and changing it. And then we'll, we'll both hit it and we're like, yeah, that's the one like that's it. And we've kind of found a way of working, which works really well with us. And, you know, sometimes Nick might have an instrumental and get to a point where he doesn't know how to take it forward or so then he'll send it to me and then I'll put my brain on it and, that's kind of how we've how we started working and we did that with with break down the walls nick had a really kind of the start of a really great instrumental and as soon as he played it to me i was like that is a brilliant like that that could be a fantastic song he sent me the instrumental i took it away and then started like thinking about you know the top line melody and some lyrics on it and then, but again, we we finished it and it just wasn't quite there. And we were like, there's something not quite right about this. So we, then we met up and we realised it was the bass line was, was not quite right. A little bit of the guitar melody wasn't right. And we sat there one day and tweaked all the little parts that weren't sitting quite right with us. And then we, again, when we finished it, we were like, yeah, that's the one, we've done it. And it's yeah that's very much how I work with Nick all the time and um yeah that was the same with this one and then with all my previous songs I've um had Tristan Longworth produce them all who's done a fantastic job on all of them but with this break down the walls I wanted to try slightly different sound so then I approached Sean Lee who is um part of Young Gun Silver Fox an amazing multi-instrumentalist and producer reached out to him and sent it and asked if he'd fancy working with on it with me to help me produce it and he did so and I was really you know I think he Sean brought a lot to that track as well like a certain roughness to it mm. that I really like like vocals he only gave me three takes to take to get the lot and then he came up and said we've got it and I was just like really because I was I'm quite used to like you know I'm quite was quite precious about making sure everything's perfect but then Sean was a little bit like if you want soul you can't it can't be perfect 
yeah, so that was a really, it was a really nice and interesting process working with Sean as well. And he's so quick. Like he's very, again, I'm very precious, but he was just like, nah, that's good. That's perfect. That's da, 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 and just gets it down. And I think that having that input from him gave it the quality that I wanted from it, which is, yes, I guess a little bit more rough around the edges than my old, my, my older stuff. I mean, I think it just feels fresh. Yeah. And crisp. And it just, to me, it just, like I said, I, I, it just popped on my Spotify one afternoon. And I was like, what is this? is just fantastic. Like, I haven't heard anything like this in a long, long time. Oh. And just the way it, it just everything, it just seems like you didn't waste any time. It just, everything fits. There, there's no wasted space or time. And it feels like it came quickly, but it sounds like you worked, obviously, you worked hard on it. And yeah. It well, it kind of, it did kind of, it did come quickly in some ways and then kind of didn't in another way. The, the, the basis of it was there, but it was the little fine tuning that took a little bit of time, but I'm glad we did it because it's that fine tuning that makes the difference on that track. And then, mm-hmm. and then when it came to recording, it was very much like quick done. And it, lyrically, it seems to me, at least like we're coming out of the pandemic and we've been all anxious and kind of going crazy the last two years. And, and now we're coming out and it's time to break down the walls and just get out and, Bring happiness i mean i know that seems like that's to me what i, I take out of this is that yeah yeah it was actually and i think lyrically that song was started just at the near lockdown um and or just after lockdown and i think yeah it's like it's a nod to to that but it's also it's a nod to that feeling of like when we're all trapped inside but it's also a nod to like that feeling of when probably brought on by lockdown is when you're sat at home and your thoughts are all over the place and you're like, you know, it's, we can so easily have all these negative thoughts that can creep in and it's about pushing them aside and like letting the positive ones kind of lead instead. So it's, yeah, it's kind of just like telling your negative self to bugger off and, Mm -hmm. and being like, I can do it. Let's go, let's crack on, let's do it. You know, music i think is just what's gotten least me out of it or through it but yeah um just as an artist i mean just having that outlet how important is it for you just personally to be able to to write songs like this yeah i think well well, for me lockdown writing was 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 one of the things that 
I did in I actually got a few songs that, that I wrote in lockdown again Nick and I were you know he was in his house I was in my house and we we're sending each other stuff on emails and that was um yeah a good way of killing some time and keeping yourself sane was was doing a little bit you know doing some writing here and there and naturally I think you know if you're, I mean I always write lyrics from experience or, or something that's happened or something I'm actually feeling I can't really write a song unless it's unless it's happened or I'm I can vision it in my head well so how can folks get it uh, I know it's on Spotify and, and but I you have Bandcamp and all that so people can yeah so it's all it's on all the musical platforms like Spotify iTunes and all that and I have actually made a limited edition seven inch vinyl of this had the test pressings back a couple of weeks ago actually and I've just signed them off so hopefully it'll be another few weeks or so um and you can get that through my Bandcamp page um and the a side is obviously the original and on the b side i've got um a really interesting edit i had done by a brilliant producer called don leisure so yeah two for the price of one but yeah that's over on my Bandcamp page if anyone fancies getting that okay and so how else can folks find you uh just to get your prior material and keep up with you going forward yeah, probably just all my on all the social media platforms. So it's just Emma Noble Music um, on everything. And then if you fancy keeping up to date with my DJing stuff, then that's Noble and Heath. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Where you are, love to stay in touch. So, yeah. Um... Well, thank you for having me. It's really um really lovely to meet you, and my first American interview, I think. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, cool. Yeah. So I can tick that off my list now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it. My first American interview. You don't hear that every day on this show. It is pretty cool. A show like this, I don't get a ton of firsts from these from the artist's perspective. So it's kind of nice to have that. Emma, thank you for joining me. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I hope to hear more from you soon. And I hope you listening. I hope that you go out and get this song, whether you get it on Spotify or Bandcamp is the best way to do it. But just, Dig in and listen. There's a lot more out there and stay tuned because I got more coming. Thanks.